Happy May the 4th, everyone. Today is Star Wars Day. Unless you're listening to this in the future, well then, happy belated May the 4th to you. Really, every day is Star Wars Day, let's be honest. If you didn't already know, I love Star Wars, and I'm sure you do too. There's so much I've taken away from the films, the stories themselves, to the music, the ethos of the Force, or being a Jedi the endless adventures through toys and video games, and just the sheer amount of creativity that surrounds the entire Star Wars universe. I mean, what is not to love? So today, I'm gonna get my fanboy on, we're gonna geek out and celebrate our love for Star Wars. Welcome to the Royish Good Looks Podcast. I'm your host, Roy. Hey, this week, I'd like to give a shout out to my other podcast. You heard right, I have another podcast. Well, it's not mine, it's myself and all of my best friends. I guess I'm more of a co-host on it. It's called Krypton to Alderaan, and we talk about all kinds of nerdy pop culture stuff, but it's mostly Star Wars. This week, we just posted a pseudo-interview with me. If you're looking for some more Royish Good Looks goodness, some more behind-the-scenes and some more side stories or ramblings of a madman, it's an hour-and-a-half-or-so conversation with my best friend from college. So it was a fun one. I'll leave a link in the description in the show notes, or you can search for Krypton to Alderaan wherever you get podcasts. We've actually been talking a lot of Star Wars on that podcast lately about the upcoming shows. We even sort of did a 20 questions episode celebrating for May the 4th. So check that out if that sounds interesting. I would like to give a little bit of a disclaimer that Krypton to Alderaan is more of an adult-themed show. There's some colorful language and more loose conversation. So it's a little bit different than the Royish Good Looks podcast, a little bit more PG-13, but it's still a lot of fun. So for those of you that tune in, I hope you enjoy. All right, let's get on with the show. My introduction to Star Wars was mainly the special editions, the 1997 VHS tape re-release. I know the special editions have gotten some hate over the years, George Lucas revised a lot of things from the original release, all the stuff that he added in or removed or CGI'd. But I didn't know about any of that stuff at the time. I might have seen the original cuts broadcast on TV, but I wouldn't have known that things were changed, like the Han Shot First type of stuff or all of the CGI things that weren't there in the originals. I was introduced to all those things at the same time. So the special edition was my Star Wars. My absolute favorite part of these VHS tapes was the the behind-the-scenes footage. Before the movie even began, you had to sit through all of this footage about how they made the movies. And of course, this is tape, so you couldn't just skip it with a button. You could either watch it or you could fast-forward through it, and I never fast-forwarded through it. I fell in love with 
not only the movies, but sort of the creative and innovative side of Star Wars. It's not just a movie. It's a masterclass in making dreams come true. All of this stuff in Star Wars is literally out of this world. And seeing the montages of how they were able to bring all of that insanity to life was really inspiring to me, especially at such a young age. I don't think I realized it at the time, but that absolutely left a lasting impression on me that you should dream big because anything is possible. Or as Obi-Wan would put it, take your first steps into a larger world. It's crazy to think a movie from the 70s could connect with a 90s kid. I never thought about it being like an older movie, like a 70s movie. I suppose the story is just straightforward. You can put yourself in Luke's shoes, wanting to leave home or make something more of yourself. And not only the story, but it looked really good. All the miniatures and ships and sets. The scale of the films is just incredible. I think it truly takes you to a galaxy far, far away. At its best, the Star Wars universe feels real. And I think that's why it's so universally loved. I think about other series like James Bond or Star Trek. They've been around for a while, but they don't seem to have the same kind of multi-generational love or enthusiasm that Star Wars does. I'm not saying they're not amazing franchises on their own. It just seems like every 10-year-old loves Star Wars, whether they were 10 in the 70s or the 90s or today. Whereas I literally just had to explain who James Bond was to a 10-year-old the other day. On that note, how old were you when you first saw Star Wars? What year was it? Which Star Wars was it? If you're watching on YouTube, leave your Star Wars story in the comments below. I'd love to know how you got into it and how much it means to you too. And while you're doing that, let's take a quick break to listen to some music. Here's a sneak peek at this month's Patreon bonus track, Galaxy Far, Far Away. A long time ago, when these stories were first told, we did not get a new one every year. That good things will come to those who wait And that is true, but now we're here Give me another one Better than the last one Give me another one And another reason to say We're going on an adventure today In a galaxy far, far away Another story to tell Another movie If you want to hear the whole song, head to patreon.com slash royishgoodlooks, sign up for the bonus tracks tier, and I will send you this song and new bonus songs every month you're signed up. You'll, of course, get my brand new official songs as well. These are just bonus tracks. And there's a bunch of other cool Patreon perks you can get as well. Whichever tier you sign up for, you'll be helping support the show and my music. 
So thank you to all my patrons, and let's get back to the show. So of course, I had Star Wars, everything as a kid, t-shirts, board games, Legos, video games, action figures, the sheets on my bed, even Pez. Remember Pez? I have all of my Pez dispensers on display in my studio. It's silly, but they're kind of fun. And I actually just built the Imperial Pilot Helmet Lego the other day. I loved Lego as a kid, and I've been kind of getting back into it recently. I had a few of the Expanded Universe or the EU books, but I was not a huge reader. I have a few of those here in my studio too, my little studio library. I've got two books from the Jedi Academy trilogy, Jedi Search and Dark Apprentice. I definitely remember reading some of these, but of course, they're not canon anymore. I have no idea if they've cherry-picked from some of those stories or not. The video games were really the biggest extension of the franchise to me. Watching the film is one thing, but playing the character, being in the battles and in the stories, the games really help to immerse you in the Star Wars universe. There's really too many to mention. The 90s and early 2000s, I feel like they pumped out a ton of Star Wars video games, especially in comparison to now. To list a few, we played a lot of Rebel Assault, Dark Forces, Rebellion, the real-time strategy game, Rogue Squadron, of course, on the Nintendo 64. We had Star Wars Force Commander, which was another real-time strategy. I was never really good at those kind of games, but I would watch my brother Rob play them endlessly. It's no wonder that Let's Play videos on YouTube are a big thing now and a whole genre. I feel like that was my entire childhood watching my older brother play video games and waiting for my turn, of course. I did really enjoy Galactic Battlegrounds, which came out a little bit later. I think that one was a little bit more refined than Force Commander. That was around the time the prequels came out. The Gungan Frontier was another obscure title we had. It was kind of like The Sims for like the Gungan ecosystem. You had to balance all of the plants and animals. Sounds silly, but I remember really enjoying that one. And we also had the Phantom Menace PC game, which was really fun, but way different from the film. At the end, Darth Maul fought you with force lightning and Obi-Wan could switch to a blaster. And if you did that, you could stand far enough away that he couldn't force lightning you and you could just blaster him to death. It was so uncivilized. Much like the special editions, I was too young to be critical of the prequel movies. The idea of more Star Wars was a-okay with me. Like I said, we had everything Star Wars. I loved living in that universe. I didn't consider Jar Jar or politics to be an issue. I was 10. There were spaceships and lightsabers, and that was enough to make me happy. Yeah, it's a little quirky kind of looking back, and it's harder to watch maybe as an adult, but it was fun at the time, and it's always going to have a special spot in my heart because of that. I would say with episode two and three, I became a little bit more aware that other people didn't like the new Star Wars movies. I even had a teacher in high school say, I heard they killed Jar Jar in episode three. 
He obviously wasn't on board with the prequels, but I remember thinking, dude, it's Star Wars. How could you complain about it? I guess this is a lesson I should really learn myself. I've been kind of critical of the sequels at times. And if you ever tune into Krypton to Alderaan, you'll see I feel like I'm kind of the Simon Cowell of that group. I know a lot of people love the sequels, and that's awesome. They're not my personal favorites, but I know there's good stuff sprinkled throughout them. I'd like to spend a weekend binging all of them again and just enjoying them and not being overly critical about how you want it to be or what you think it should be and just appreciate it for the fun adventure that it is. Of all the sequels, I do like The Force Awakens a lot. I touched on it a little bit in the Hello from the Dark Side episode. Everyone was stoked on Star Wars in late 2015. It was like a golden age for Star Wars in general, but also a lot of positivity in the fandom. Everyone was just excited that Star Wars was back. And again, I think that's Star Wars at its best when it's bringing people together, when it's new and exciting, and when there's something for everyone. And I always try to incorporate that in my songs and the video edits too. I think my best songs pull from all eras of Star Wars, the originals, the prequels, and the sequels. George Lucas said it himself, they're supposed to rhyme. When you start to see those parallels, it makes the characters and the stories that much more compelling. I love when you can find new meaning or new value in a show or movie, like when you rewatch it and you're like, oh, I never noticed that before, especially if it's something that ties in later that you just missed the first time through. And sometimes that's not a story element at all. Sometimes that's the music or the cinematography. As much as I don't love all of the sequels, the visuals and the music are, of course, still really impressive. And I really love when they try to do things practical and they make models for the ships. I really appreciate that side of the new Star Wars. Like I said, when it feels real, you can't beat that. When the Clone Wars TV show first came out, I gave it a shot. I was still excited for more Star Wars. I think The Force Unleashed came out around that same time, and we played that game every day in college. But the Clone Wars show just didn't really connect with me. After watching Mandalorian Season 2, though, I did revisit the Clone Wars and Rebels. I haven't seen all of them, but I binged all of the Mandalorian-focused episodes. And I have to say, I'm really excited to see how they move forward with season three of The Mandalorian, knowing some of the backstory from Clone Wars and Rebels. If I didn't binge those episodes, I don't think I would really care about the Darksaber or Mandalore or Bo-Katan. But now I think it's pretty cool. I would love to say that I've seen all of Clone Wars, all of Rebels, but I haven't. Not yet, anyway. I did give the last season of Clone Wars a shot. But I think I stopped after the Bad Batch episode. It's like I said with the sequels, I just need to sit down and binge it all. And one day I will. This is also why I haven't written an Ahsoka song yet. I probably get that one requested more than anything lately. And I'd love to, but I don't know her story well enough to write that song yet. It's just getting really hard to keep up with Star Wars. I'm not sure it's going to get any easier either with all the new shows that are coming out. There are a few of them that I'm really excited for, though. 
Hopefully they don't all drop at exactly the same time so we can binge them kind of one by one. It's going to be crazy when all those start to come out. Outside of just loving Star Wars, I feel I have sort of a kinship with George Lucas. He's just a dreamer making what he wants to make. I love that. And I want to do that. I want to will impossible things into existence, whether it's just a song or a podcast. I have a sound in my head. I have an idea and I don't always know how to do it, but you give it a try. You know, I feel like I learned a lot of that mindset from those special edition tapes. And I also really relate to the whole infinite revision and DVD re-release or the Blu-ray re-release or whatever's next. There's that cliche, your artwork is never perfect. It's only abandoned unless you re-release it, of course. Every song I've ever put out, I've worked insanely long hours on and I've done the best I possibly can at that moment in time. But there's always something I could go back and tweak, turn this up, turn that down, add this part, CGI, Jabba the Hut in, whatever it is, it could be endless. You want it to be as good as it can be. There's a great quote from Ken Scott, one of the engineers for the Beatles. He says, my perfection on that day isn't my perfection on another day. And I realize that there's no such thing. No matter how good you get it one day, a couple of days later, you're going to start to find faults with it or a month later, or a year later. And I think that's totally true. That's the George Lucas syndrome right there. I know some of that was the technology improving, that 20 years later you could CGI things and do stuff that would have been impossible with the original releases, but not just the technology. You know, your skills get better, you're more experienced. It could be the directing or the writing or the editing. Of course, you could do it all better. And I feel that way with everything I've ever put out, including this silly podcast. I'm sure when I go back to edit this, I'm going to say, why didn't you say that? Or you sound stupid when you say this. But anyway, the point is, it's kind of crazy how much a movie franchise has influenced my life. I get to combine my love for movies and music for a living. I'm a pretty lucky guy, and I owe it all to Star Wars. Now it's time to take some questions from our patrons on Patreon. Greg Robertson, Darth Elvis himself, asks, What advice would you have for someone trying to build their YouTube following? Well, if you've already started your channel, then that's half the battle. The other half is to just keep going. It's really that simple. Whatever you're making, just make more of it. But on top of that, of course, you should always be aiming to improve if you want to build your audience. So that's going to depend on what kind of things you're actually making. In general, I would try new things, editing styles, the lighting, the audio or the mixing, even the B-roll and crossfades or other fun bells and whistles and effects that you can add to your videos. Even the like, what's up everyone? Welcome to my channel. Think about how can I do XYZ thing better or more fun, make it more engaging. 
whatever it is, there's always something to improve. The better your videos are, the more people are likely to subscribe and come back and maybe tell somebody else. I would also say study other channels that are similar to yours. What are they doing that you can draw from or inspire from or maybe even copy and put your own spin on? And not only do you need to make awesome videos, but you also need to be great at your quote unquote YouTube game. So you need great titles and great thumbnails. And even I get stuck at that step a lot. But if your thumbnail doesn't look good or your title doesn't sound interesting to someone just scrolling by, then they're not going to click on your video. So I know that's kind of general. There's obviously a lot of things to think about. But if nothing else, just stay the course and keep going and the audience will follow. On the next episode of this podcast, we're actually going to talk about my very first YouTube channel. So there will be a lot of great tips in that episode too, if you wanna just kind of follow my own blueprint. So thanks for the question, Greg, and thank you again to all of my patrons on Patreon. If you're listening and you'd like to ask me anything, well, you can. Just sign up for my Patreon. Every patron gets to ask questions every month that I'll answer either here on the show or directly on Patreon. All right, may the 4th be with you. May the force be with you. If you've been enjoying the podcast and you'd like to show your support, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash royishgoodlooks. You'll get a ton of awesome perks like new song downloads, Q&A, Ask Me Anything threads, bonus tracks every month. I'll review your YouTube channel or your music, your art, and give you my thoughts. And you can even get your name listed as a producer credit on new podcast episodes and new YouTube videos. No matter which tier you sign up for, you'll be helping support the show. Otherwise, just simply drop a comment or a like on this video and a review wherever you're listening. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, at Royish Good Looks. You can join our private Facebook group called Royish Good Looks. And whenever you tune in, make sure to make a post about it and share it with your friends. That way we can grow the show and make it as big as possible. I can't do it alone. So of course, I appreciate your help. Either way, thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Take care. 